Hi, I'm Brandon. I'm the father of two beautiful girls. And recently I looked around my house and saw that it was full of rainbows and unicorns and mermaids. That's when I realized that this is my daughter's world and I'm just living in it. What's up, Girl Dads? I am here at Ground Control in west side of Phoenix. We're very grateful. They've been very good to us. I'm here with uh, Robbie Lashua. He is a dad of daughters mm-hmm. and a local apologist with a, with a Christian organization. So I'm super excited and, and taking the opportunity to, to ask him really quick about bringing up kids and specifically girls in the, in the church and and our current climate type of a thing so robbie give us a quick introduction um you know who are you what are you doing and then let's jump into it yeah so uh i'm robbie lashua i work for stand to reason it's an apologetics organization out of southern california but thank the lord i live in arizona Mm -hmm, obviously mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and yeah i have four kids and two of my kids are girls i have a 10 year old daughter named greta and then i have a five-year-old daughter named elsie nice nice Um, and i have one wife (laughs) <laughs> thank, One. Thank goodness. Yep. Thank, thank the Lord, yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. So uh, my big question around this is, like, what has been your experience in bringing up, the ki- bringing up kids in the church? Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't talked about this much, but, you know, like, faith is a big part of parenting. Yeah. And, and it's one of those things where, like, so, like, did you and your wife talk about what is faith and parenting going to look like? Did you guys have that conversation before, or were you like so in tune that you're like, whatever, it's the exact same, we're just going to go? I mean, I don't think that's the case. I think nobody knows what they're doing. Uh, I think we're all trying <laughs> to figure it out truth. as we go. Yeah. I mean, as many, I've read a ton of books on parenting, right? And I've, I've thought through stuff and I watch videos. And again, like you have your own kids, and it's a whole different ball game than yeah. what you thought it might be about. Truth. So the things I found about about raising your daughters in the faith are a couple of things. I, I never want my kids to be ashamed of asking questions. Mm-hmm. And so I've tried since they were little to instill this, uh, this question asking trait in them. I'll, I'll, I'll tell them, I'll say, hey, Greta, I remember holding her as a kid and say, Greta, who made that moon? Who do you think mm-hmm. made it? And she'd say, oh, well, God made it. Come on, Dad. Yeah. And I'm like, yep. okay, well, how do you know God made it? You know? Right. And I'm just always trying to evoke questions. And now that she's 10, every night, pretty much, I'll tell her, hey, if you have any questions for your mom or me, you know, you can ask us anything, anytime. Nothing's off limits. We will answer your questions. And so I don't want you to feel like you're, you're afraid of coming to us about things. Right. So, so that's another part of it is letting them know that, that asking questions is a good virtue in yeah. life and investigating things. Yeah. So we try to instill that in, in the girls. Yeah, because the, the kids that give up their faith in high school mm-hmm. are the ones that weren't allowed to question it. Yeah, they're told just to shut up and to believe yeah. harder. At six, yeah. at 16, they're going to realize that they're their own person. Mm-hmm. And between 16 and college, they're going to leave. Yep. They're, they're no longer part of the church. They, they, I mean, they might come back. Don't get me wrong. Like, that's treating it as if, you know, God isn't in work in their life. But, sure. But, I mean, statistics is that the ones that are just told to believe, they they don't stick around. Well, and it's not enough. And to be honest, it, it shouldn't, it, 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 it isn't enough. It's in not enough. You right. need more than that. 
Right. And so that's one thing we try to instill in them is, you know, you can always ask us any questions you want. That's big. Um, another thing that, that Kelly and I try to do is um, we try to exemplify our faith to them. So, like, just telling them stuff or telling them what to do, it's that whole mantra of more is caught than taught. Yes. And so, like, yes. I, I want my kids to see me reading the Bible every day. And this is where it gets weird, mm. Randy, is... I have the Bible on my phone, right? I have the Bible app, mm-hmm. but I look at my phone all the time. My kids don't know I'm reading the Bible. Right. <laughs> so I pull out the book, like yep. intentionally, so they see me reading yeah. the book. Because if I'm on my phone, they don't know if I'm looking at Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Right. But when I got the book out, it's awesome. And it's so weird. Even yesterday, I was doing this while we were camping, and um, they were like, what are you reading? And I'm like, oh, I'm reading Judges chapter two. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what's that about? And I'm like, well, why don't I just read it to you? Right. I mean, it's just like a natural thing. So I want them to grow up seeing me um, investigating my faith, investing mm. in my faith, and letting them know that it's not something I'm just telling them to do, but it's something that I do. Right. Yeah, I've, I'm coming to this. This has kind of become my, my if I was going to say, my message for being a dad is modeling. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing... If you're not willing to do it, your kid's not going to take it. Like, no. you got to practice what you preach. And if you don't do it, they're not going to believe it. They're going to yep. find out eventually that you're inconsistent. And the inconsistencies, wherever you are inconsistent as a parent, they will basically throw out. Mm-hmm. And I feel like faith is one of those big things that you don't want to be inconsistent with. Yep. So like, if you're going to tell them, hey, this is important, you have to show them that it's important. Yeah. And the only things that are important is the things that you give your time to. Absolutely. You know, and I, I worry about this sometimes because, like, so my Bible reading is very personal. Like, mm-hmm. I my quiet time happens after, well after my kids go to bed. Mm-hmm. Well, after, my wife is in bed, and I'm sitting by myself. That's my yeah. quiet time, right? Need, yeah, alone and, time. Yeah, yeah, and so I worry about that sometimes because my kids don't see me. And, again, my own fault is that I am not super involved. I'm super i'm trying to make it seem like it's i'm not involved in a church right now i'm trying mm-hmm. to get there i need to get there i know yeah. i know that it's there but because i'm not involved there and they're not seeing it at home because it happens in my clothes behind closed doors mm-hmm. for me as a personal thing i'm worried that they're not seeing it like we we pray mm-hmm. before meals right we have sure. our prayers before meals and i reinforce about like, hey when you go to school don't ever have to, you don't ever have to feel bad like say your say your meal prayer yeah and don't feel bad what anybody thinks like it's okay to do that and i try to reinforce it but again if they don't see me doing that mm-hmm. which we do like uh we'll go out in restaurants and that's but that's my only opportunity to demonstrate and so like sure. i worry that they're not seeing me do these things well i mean like one thing you could do like i i would do this is like when you read at night after they're in bed leave your bible out so they see that you're using it like, just leave it open right. to where you're reading. Then they'll know, like, what's the deal with this? Kids are so observant about that stuff. They're like, what is this doing out? Right. Like, well, I was reading it last night. Opportunity to do it. Or, I mean, again, like, I love having quiet time and having a good half hour to read scripture by myself and mm-hmm. not distracted. But there's nothing wrong, too, within the morning when you're making the breakfast, just flipping your Bible open and reading a little of it for yourself, but also right. for them to see. So I think that's important. Um, I, I just heard about this Barna study that was done. And this was crazy to me, Brandon. It said that the one of the like primary reasons for kids remaining in the faith in college is if they have someone in their life who's not their parents reinforcing the faith of their parents. 
Interesting. It was like it was like something like eighty five percent of kids who have that remain in the faith. And so being involved in a church or having a good youth pastor or having some kind of mentor in their life who's teaching them the same things you and your wife are right. is vital to them yeah. staying in the faith. So I think that that's yeah. an interesting aspect of it. You know, that totally hits the thing because like I, I sit there, I get so mad at my daughters. I'm not going to lie. I'm mm-hmm. like, just let me teach you something. <laughs> Why will you not learn from me? Sure. And you're right. It, and it's so aggravating because somebody else will say the same thing same to them. Same exact thing, yeah. And, and they'll come home. I learned this and be like, you did not learn that from them. I I've told you that last night. for years. Yeah. But, but weren't not- you like that as a kid? <laughs> like you'd learn something, you'd be like, mom and dad, you'll never believe this. They're like, we literally told you that yesterday. <laughs> yeah, but they said it different. Yeah, but- <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. And, and so you're, you're right. So uh, what I pull from that is that the community is important too yes. in, in developing faith because yep. obviously if, if what they're hearing from their parents needs to be kind of reinforced from the external as well, mm-hmm. because there is that the doubt that comes from, oh, this is just us. Yeah. If somebody else believes it the same thing too, then then maybe it's valid, or maybe there's something mm-hmm. more to it, and that's the beginning of their inquisitive mind saying, okay, this is more than just yeah, mom, mom and, dad. and dad trying to get yeah. me to not eat cookies constantly, you know, exactly. or, or whatever. I think that's really important. I also think um, one thing Kelly and I have been thinking through, and again, I don't want to come off as like, I'm not an expert. I'm just figuring no, this no. out along with all of Absolutely. us, right? But um, one thing we've been thinking through a lot is like, cult- culture is coming for our kids. Man, that's the truth. It, it just is. I hate it, but it is the truth. And so how do we preemptively get to our kids first? And like, I don't know, like, I want to be honest with you. I don't know if I'm doing the right thing with this, okay? Mm-hmm. So our daughter just turned 10 in March, and... and uh, at 10, 13, 16, and 18, we want to do like a, uh, um, uh, uh, what would I call it? Kind of like a rite of passage for our sure. kids. Because American rite of passages are you can drive, you can drink, you can smoke. And that's right? <laughs> it's kind of weird, but that's what it is. I never thought about it, but you're you can right. Vote, right. You're you can right. vote. Okay. So anyways, so we're trying to do like rite of passages that are significant for them. So when our daughter was 10, we were like, we want to take you out. Just the, t- just the three of us, your mom yeah. and you and me, and we'll go and we'll stay at a hotel and we'll swim, we'll have a good time, we'll get a good dinner, and we'll just hang out and talk about life. And so Kelly and I were talking about, okay, Greta's 10, when do we talk to her about sex? Oh, man. And there's that whole balance of, I don't want to steal her innocence, but I don't want the world to get to her first. Yes. Right? And I don't know if I did the right thing. Like, I'm being honest with you. I yep. do not know if I did the right thing. But we decided we're going to talk to her about it when she's 10. Yeah. And so we took her out to dinner. We went to Zen Burger, right? We're having a hamburger and some fries. And we're like, okay, Greta, we want to talk to you about how babies are made. Have you ever wondered that? Yeah. And so we, we launched into it. And we're nice. using age-appropriate discussions, but we're using true anatomically correct words for things and she was like well this is interesting and our vow to each other was we're not going to act weird if we act weird she'll act weird so we're going to act like this is no big deal and um it's been really cool actually it's been a couple months since then but even following up with her like this isn't a one-time conversation this is an ongoing conversation and we want you to know that like people don't do what god says when it comes to sexuality mm-hmm. and it's really hard on people and it's damaging to mm. them and listening to what God's word says is the best thing for us. And there's reasons why God tells us these things. And so I even think of like thinking through like, how can I preemptively guide my kid when culture's coming for them in regards to sexuality or value or identity yes. or whatever. 
And so I don't, I'm not saying we've done it the right way, but at least thinking through how do we do that. I think right. for, for parents of girls, it's really important. I, I completely agree with you. And I think that's, it's actually something that I've been seeing and is a little alarming to me, to be honest with you, is that they, they know that if they come for your kids, mm-hmm. that they'll get them forever. Like they sure. can, and, and, and so you're like, well, 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 hang on, you know, like maybe, maybe I don't want that, you know? Like, yeah. I, and so then again, as a dad, like I'm very defensive of my girls. And so you want to be ahead of the, ahead of the curve. You want to you do. beat them to the punch, to be honest with you. And I think one of the things that you said there is that you're, you initiated the conversation if they haven't initiated it already. Mm-hmm. Like my, my daughter is seven and she has already asked us how babies are made. Yeah, sure. And so like, it's we, a natural question. We had to answer the question. And, yeah. and so like, it got weird a little bit at the table, but then like, I was like, <laughs> look, I'm sorry. It was weird. So like, I'm much more, com- my, my commitment has been like, look, you, you ask me, I'm going to answer you. Yeah. Like, I hope you're ready for it because yep. I'm going to answer you because I, I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. And that led to problems, not knowing. Sure. Because, Basically, the, it was if if your parents don't teach you, the internet will. Yeah, your friends. You, you do internet. not sure. want the internet to teach you about. Sex. No way. Nope. <laughs> okay. Not at all. That is bad, and and so like that's been my commitment there. And then you get to control the narrative. Yep. And not to say to control the narrative as in you're manipulating your kids, but that like you get to reinforce dignity, mm-hmm. human value, because not only is it are you teaching them that they can't use people because mm-hmm. that's wrong you're also teaching them other people can't use you absolutely you're, you're yep. not just a piece of meat for people to use yep and i think that's critically important for for our girls right? it like, is and i want them to know like you're not just a sex object right i mean so much of our, yes so much of our culture is about you're only as good as how you look and yes. your body image and if you're appealing to men and and then you have to dress a certain way and act a certain way when you're 10 years old or 11 right. years old. And I don't want them to think that their value is based on other people's perceptions of right. them. I and want them to know their value is based on God's Right, God's I was just about perception. to say, that comes from the church. That comes from the faith, isn't yep. it? And, and I read a paper recently from, again, I've said this a couple of times with our conversation with you about Kelly Fitzsimmons. She wrote something on social justice and mm-hmm. that God is required in, for there to be any sort of social justice because mm-hmm. if you remove God... There can be no social justice. And yeah. so there's, it's so important that we have this foundation because their dignity and the fact that we don't want them to be used mm-hmm. is founded in the fact that God created them with dignity. Yeah. And so having the foundation of coming from faith, I think we have that message for them. And I, and I think that's, I think it's important that one, you said, if I'm wrapping up kind of what you said is that you... You allowed them to ask questions, mm-hmm. critically important, because so many of us are so uncomfortable that we don't allow them to challenge, because we might not know. Yeah. But you know what? What I have found is that the, the street cred that comes from saying, I don't know, let me go find out, <laughs> yeah. is so much more than faking That's it. That's huge. They will find out that you're lying. Yep. And so earn the street cred and be like, dude, I don't know. But I'll check it out. But let's go find out. Yeah, let's go figure it out. And you got street cred. And then what you did is you, you had the conversation and you said, hey... This doesn't stop here. Mm-hmm. This is a forever thing. Yeah. Like, I, as a parent, you're not just answering the question once, but this is a forever conversation that you should be able to ask the questions. You're basically there for them. Yeah. To sum it up. Yep. You know? Anytime they have a question, ask it. And that comes from, like you just said, there's the physical, social piece of like sexual education. Yep. 
but faith. And it started probably with faith. Mm-hmm. Like you just said, like who made the moon? You know, you know, like all those fun questions. Yeah. But that starts the freedom to ask questions, the comfort to ask questions with their parents, mm-hmm. who they can trust and love and, and all those things that allows them to have the conversation about their body and sex, which yep. is a much, strangely, a much harder conversation than the conversation <laughs> of faith, you know? So like, true, yeah. It's, it's weird, but it, it's true. And so I love that you said that it, it's raising kids in the faith is about allowing them to ask the questions. Yep, Don't just community, right? Yes, and then, yeah, absolutely. Reinforcing and then also, like, modeling. I think that's huge. Because they won't put, like, you could tell them to do certain things, but unless they see you doing it, they won't. There's no value in it. There isn't. It's, yeah. And you're kind of a hypocrite, to be honest. Absolutely. So, so modeling it, I think, is a, a big thing. Like, one of the things I love, and I don't know if you know this, but, like, you can go on a, a Mormon website and you can order Mormons to come to your house. Like, Mormon missionaries, <laughs> you know? And so I study up on Mormonism a ton, and I love and you having order some Mormons. Yeah, but like it's a family affair where before they come, I gather the kids and my wife, and we pray for them. And Lord, help them see the truth. Help help these conversations to help them understand what's real. And then these you know dudes in, in white shirts and black ties come into my house. Yep. And the kids watch it. Like they see them come in. They don't sit at the table with me, but they see like my dad cares about these people we disagree with. So those types of modeling opportunities, so I think we need fun. to look for those and to be intentional about them. I, I love that. Yeah. I like that. So, okay, so if there was some dads that are unsure about getting started, like they know that the faith is important, mm-hmm. they need to do something about making sure that their kids get there, right? Yeah. Like we don't want to just be like, hey, I hope you make it to heaven, kid. <laughs> if that's your disposition, then like my, my challenge would be, uh, do you really love your kid, right? Yeah. Because like if you really loved your kid, like – their eternal dis, you know position is just as important as their immediate position. Yeah, have the hard conversations. You you got to you got to value that. And so if there is a dad it's like, look, this is important. I know it's important, but I don't know how to get started because like again, like me, I'm not ingrained in a church mm-hmm. and I need to make sure that my kids get the faith. Like yeah. I need to know that they catch it. Yeah. How would you say what is the first thing be like here step 1 super basic do this thing so that your kids catch the faith. Honestly, I think the biggest thing you can do is let your kids see you read the Bible. Hmm. And if you, I mean, like, it's really easy to once a week say, hey, we're going to read a story from the Bible. Yeah. And take 10 minutes. I mean, it's nothing. Take 10 minutes and read something out of the Bible and then say, okay, what are your questions about this? And it's really easy. It's not a big time suck. But your kids will grow up going, wow, the Bible was important to our family. Yeah. What, what's the deal with that? Yeah. I think I think helping them understand what God's Word says is huge for parents. And mm-hmm. it's not really a difficult thing to do. I mean, how much TV do our kids watch? You're right. Yeah. And you can say, hey, we're going to turn off the TV for 10 minutes, and we're going to read this story from Exodus, and right. then ask questions about it. And kids love storybooks. They Absol- love story time. Absolutely. It's easy to do. And I mean, like, it... Because part of education, most of us are so focused on education for our kids yeah. that they say, hey, if you want your kid to do well in education in school, read to them so yep. every night. So like one of the things that even doctors push hard, read to your kids every night. Absolutely. Yep. Just take like, like we read Pete the Cat because I have. Yeah, younger, I love like, Pete the you Cat. You read Pete the Cat. <laughs> and then you know what? The next night, pick the, the storybook Bible. Yep. You know, like there are kids versions of that that it's, that it's you can super find them online too super accessible yeah and you just read through them and it allows them to ask questions it allows them to just be introduced to it and they see that you like you just said that you value it and if mm-hmm. you value it then they're going to understand that it's valuable they may yep. not 
incorporate it at, at four or seven years old. Sure. But they will know that there is some sort of value and they will keep that in their mind and say, hey, I need to figure out, you know, do I want to keep this value or not? And yeah, more is caught than taught. Yes. I think, too, a secondary part of it, and these are such simple things. Read the Bible with your kids and then pray with your kids. Mm-hmm. I think, and at meals or before bed or whatever, and, like, one of the things I've been praying a lot is, And I say this out loud all the time with them. I say, Lord, I pray that you would help my kids to know that your scripture is true Mm -hmm. and is a lamp unto their feet and a light unto their path and that they'd live their lives according to what the Bible says. Mm. I think just praying that over your kids and them hearing that repetitively helps them to go, man, my dad has some value on this book. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He thinks there's there's something worth listening to here and that I should live accordingly. Yeah. Yeah, we did that for uh, Lent last year, or yeah. for last Easter, as like, hey, you're going to pray for something that's not, thank you for going to the pool today. You know, like, <laughs> sure. we were like, hey, pick something. Like, you can either give up something, you can sacrifice, mm-hmm. or you can add something, which is like, pray for people. And so, like, my youngest picked pray for the hungry and poor people. Oh, that's awesome. And so, like, Lent ended. She still, every night, hey please be with the hungry and poor people, give them some food so they're not yeah. hungry and poor anymore. That's and, awesome. you're, and you're like, that that's going to reinforce a value on the dignity of human beings. Mm-hmm. Like they're not going to see the hungry and poor and be like, blah, no. you know, like burn them. They're going to value humans. Yeah. And understand, and have empathy towards them. Right? Yeah. That's awesome. And so it's, it's you. So it, like you just said, it doesn't have to be big. Use something that you have in place already, like story time at the end of the night before bed. Yep. And just, pick a, a, a children's Bible to read through the stories a few times a year. Yeah, and they're crazy. They're really cool stories. I mean, you think about it, like, they're, they're really fun, good. They're yeah. fun enough. Like, I, I yep. mean, there's good enough stories that kids will enjoy it. And even Absolutely. reinforcing to your kids, like, you know, this is a real story. Like, this actually happened. This right. isn't, uh, you know, the Berenstein Bears or whatever. This yes. is a real thing. Yes. And they'll be like, oh, they understand the difference between real and fake. Yes. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Man, Robbie, thank you so much for your input. I appreciate it. I yeah, hope, thanks for having me. I hope there's some dads out there that will take that. And if you have any questions on how to uh, get started on the faith, either just in general for yourself or with your family, uh, I highly recommend reach out to Robbie. He's an apologist. He's fantastic. He's helped me. Uh, Robbie, where would they reach out to you at? Yeah, so if they go to str.org, that's where all of our stuff is, str.org which is Stand to Reason. That's who I work for. We have articles. We have podcasts. We have online courses. We have videos. All the stuff is on there, str.org. It's fantastic. All right. Uh, Well, like I said, it's important. Faith is important. The church is important, Mm -hmm. folks. I hope you you go after it. I hope you you take the time to to make it important and, and model that. I think that's Really, again, that's going to be a reoccurring theme for me. And, and again, I just want to give a quick shout-out to uh, Ground Control, who is hosting us here. Uh, if you're on the west side of Phoenix, definitely come check this place out there. They're fantastic, high quality all the way around. Uh, thanks, Robbie. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you for listening, folks. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this with all those girl dads you know. I just want to give one last quick shout out to Inkledoo. Thank you for making this podcast possible. Uh, I encourage all of you to please go get some of their delicious coffee or join into one of their meaningful conversations. You can find Inkledoo podcast everywhere that podcasts are streamed.